And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. How many of you agree that God is a God of variety? I was told that variety is the spice of life. Amen? And so you can see God is such a wonderful God. And so, as I continue looking at the flags, you know, a thought came to me and the thought was, where in the scripture will every nation be represented as one race? Is there anywhere in the Bible where every nation is represented as one race? You know, we are all aware that there is one race, and that's the human race. Amen? Yes, there are numerous ethnic groupings, but there is one human race. The Bible says, for God so loved the world... Meaning every ethnic grouping in the world, every race in the world, God so loved the world. God said in Ezekiel, he said, all souls are mine. Amen. Every soul, I notice he was specific. He didn't say everybody is mine. The body, no, no. He said every soul is mine. Because essentially, we are spirits, we possess a soul, and we just happen to be living in a body. Amen. That's why God said, all souls are mine. Let me share with you. You are renting a soul from God. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Oh, God is so good. So I began saying, is there thinking, where in the scripture will every nation be represented as, as one race, as we see here in the sanctuary? Two places came to mind in particular, and I want to discuss them with you rather quickly. Is that okay? The first place I want to stop in the, is in the book of Revelation. Can you turn to Revelation chapter 7? And let's read verse 9. Revelation 7 verse 9. You are aware that John the apostle, amen, was revealed. Jesus revealed the end to him and it's written down in the book of Revelation. And he gave John a scene, S-C-E-N-E. And this is what John said. He saw, this hasn't happened, brothers and sisters, but it is going to happen. Are you with me? John said, this is what Jesus showed me that's going to happen in the future. He said, and after this, I beheld. He looked. In other words, he got a vision. God used the background of the universe, the sky, as a, as a TV screen. Mm -hmm. And he flashes a vision against that background and this is what he saw john said and lo i saw a great multitude can you say great multitude and he said there is something about this multitude some multitudes you can count but this one you cannot count hello somebody he said which no man can count and the multitude he saw consisted of all nations can you say all nations not only all nations, but they were all kindreds. Can you see all kindreds? And all what? People. And what? Every? Can you see every language? Every dialect. Uh, there were people of all descent in that multitude. Amen? Can I be specific? There were blacks. There were whites. There were Chinese. There were Japanese. There were Asians. There were Arabs. Bless God. Don't have a volunteer anymore. Amen. There were French people. Glory. There were Russians in there. Somebody give him praise. Yes. Amen. I don't know about you. Am I the only one hungry in here? I mean, <laughs> the amens are not as strong as I expect. Amen. 
I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I know we're on a fast and the fast ends today. Praise God. I guess there are two people on the fast. That's okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. So he said, I saw a multitude. I couldn't count it. There were people from every nation, every kingdom, every, every, and people and tongues. And he said they were doing something. They stood before the throne of God and before the Lamb. So they were standing before Jesus Christ and before God the Father. And they had a particular clothing on. They were not clothed, they were not clothed in cultural attire. Hello, somebody. They were not clothed in cloth or attire. They were clothed in what? White robes. That's royalty. Can you say royalty? Amen. That's how God sees every human being. There's a reason why God told us the Holy Spirit through Jesus told the Apostle John. I saw them. John said, I, they showed me that everybody who stood before me had robes. You know, in the West, we wear jacket and tie. And the time is going to come when we'll do away with that. Amen. We don't, we don't use jacket and tie in heaven. Because we are royalty. We use robes. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. We wear shirts without collar. Praise God. Some of you missed that. <laughs> Amen. So he said, I saw all the earth's people, every grouping. The phrase describes here, when he said all the earth, he's describing the redeemed of God. Amen. Those people who have accepted Christ as Lord and Savior from every ethnic grouping. Isn't God a wonderful God? Since God has always had the entire world on his heart. Amen entire world on his heart they were standing before god ready to give him praise glory and honor clothed in royalty uh-huh can you say thank you jesus amen verse 10 tells us can you go to verse 10 quickly verse 10 tells us what they were doing what were they doing they were doing what they, they, they were they were standing in the presence of god giving him praise like we were doing a while ago this morning we were we came together we gathered and we were praising god lifting out our voice amen the word cry here means to what it means to shout amen it's not crying with tears praise god they they shouted amen they lifted their voice and they sang hallelujah or they didn't say hallelujah Mm, they were not, like many of us in church, very circumspect and very proper. Praise God. Well, amen. But they opened their mouth. The Bible said they shouted with a loud what? Voice. And what did they say? They said, salvation to our God which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. They said that God has a monopoly on salvation. Let me say that again. God has what? A monopoly on salvation. If you find yourself in trouble, there is somebody who can deliver you. Amen. If you find yourself influenced by the devil, there is somebody who can what? Deliver you. And so they said, they cried, they shouted, salvation to our God. And since, as I said, this hasn't happened as yet, but God wrote it down. So you and I now can do the very same thing. We can come in the sanctuary and say, glory be to God, salvation belongs to our God. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Uh, blessed be the name of Jesus. 
Oh, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. God is such a wonderful God. Amen? Now, the other place I saw where um, all ethnic groupings came together for a particular reason was in the book of Acts. Can you go to Acts chapter 2, verse 1? Acts chapter 2. As I kept looking at the flags, some scripture verses kept coming to my mind. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 2 verse 1 reads, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in what? One place. This is what's happening here. Since Let me just give you some background information so to avoid reading all the text. This is what's happening. The Lord Jesus was about to start his church. How many of you know that the church is Jesus' initiative? Jesus came up with the idea of the church. It wasn't, it wasn't a congress. Hello. Amen. Jesus, the church is Jesus' initiative. That's why you and I must support the church. It doesn't matter what you hear about the church, support the church because it's Jesus' idea. Amen. So he's about to start the church uh, uh, um, because he, God, he made a promise to Abraham. He said, I'm going to bless the entire world through you. Let, let me not just tell you, let me show you, let me show you. Can you go to Genesis chapter 12 verse 3? Genesis chapter 12 verse 3. God told Abraham, I need you to leave your family because they won't respect you. You know sometimes when you, how many of you know that family members doesn't necessarily respect you? I should. It does because they know you. And so when you come up with your caller saying, I'm reverend, this, this, a reverend, what, I know you. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? So God told Abraham, I want to start a new nation. Amen. I want to start... I want to make my promise. Sorry, let me back up. I, he said, what, what God is saying is, I have humanity on my heart. Amen. Something happened. An exchange happened in the Garden of Eden that I need to correct. Mm -hmm. Adam, somewhere, somehow, gave the dominion to the devil. Amen. And the devil is taking advantage of human beings. I want to regain control. So I can empower people, amen, to leave, to be able to fight the devil. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? So, uh, well, I'll tell you what. You are thinking, so let me not ask you to say amen. Just think. Okay? So God, so God came to Abraham. The Bible says God has been, he said, I have been. Can you go to verse 1 quickly? Let's go to Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. I want to show you God has always had every ethnic grouping on his heart. It's always God's desire that everybody on earth be saved. Are you with me, saints? Yeah, so, so the Lord had said unto Now, The Bible says, had said to Abraham. In other words, he's been talking to Abraham for a little while. Like he's been talking to many of us here today. And we've been ignoring him. God had to start somewhere. Amen? Who knows who God spoke to? God must have spoken to countless men and women. I happen to be a preacher by default. Because God spoke to somebody, they didn't answer, I answered. <laughs> well, look, I was on my way, amen, I was on my way to get a PhD in finance, or do the CPA, and be a teacher. That was, that's what I wanted to do. But there was somebody somewhere, God called to be a preacher, he didn't do it, so God found me praying and said, okay, next. So God had been speaking to Abraham, he said, I want you to get out of your country, Amen? From your kindred and from your father's house unto a land which I'll show you. Because the reason why God is doing that is because God had you and I on mind. 
Mm -hmm. So he had to start with somebody. Abraham is a Jew. That doesn't mean Jews are superior to any other race. Since Are you with me? But he had to start with a certain race because Abraham was the one who answered him. So the Bible said he's been speaking to Abraham. Abraham, leave your country. Abraham, said, Abraham was upset to God. You know Abraham? He said, God, you know, I got Sarah. I got responsibilities. You know, I got a wife. I got this. God said, okay. God went down the road, talked to a few people. They said, no, God came back to Abraham. He said, Abraham, can you leave your country? Abraham said, God, let me think about it. Come next week. I have to talk to Sarah. I need a yes from Sarah first. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it happens with family that's what happens amen can you say it's good to have a, 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 an imagination that, that's what's happening you know that's what's happening I don't have to tell you you're, you're married you amen you can just get up and leave you got to have a discussion so he's, he's talking to Sarah Sarah and I'm not sure Abraham, because we're comfortably we, we amounts family we leave and we go we don't know where we're going so finally, she said, okay, if you believe it's the Lord that's talking to you, let's go. Amen. So God told him, God, God gave him a promise. Can you go to verse 3? Verse 3 is the promise. God told Abraham, uh, verse 3, 12, verse 3. Can you jump over to verse 3 quickly? He said, he said, Abe, he said, Abe, if you leave, I will bless them that bless you. I will curse them that curse you. And in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Yeah, that's what he said. All the families of what? All the families of the earth will be blessed. He didn't only say Jews. He didn't, he didn't only say Europeans. He didn't only say Arabs. No, no, no. He didn't, he didn't only say Russians. He said all the families in the world. That's you and I. He always had us on heart, on mind. God is a good God, saints. And he always have our best interests at heart. So Abraham said, okay, let's go. Abraham left. You know the story. He left. He wasn't perfect. He brought Lot. There were issues. But nevertheless, he left. Amen? So God is about to make good on that promise. That's the promise God made. And he's about to make good on that promise. And so what God did is God waited. Now, the way he decided to make good on that promise was to start the church on the day of Pentecost. God said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to power my spirit. Amen. On 120, I told 500 to go in the prayer room. 120 went. 380 says, hey, it's been a long time. Jesus, you know, you know on the mount when Jesus went to heaven, there were 500 people yeah. looking at him. When he defied gravity and he moved, he left in style. He didn't just disappear. He, he behaved like he was Lord. He just took his time. And the Bible says a cloud received him. And they were like that. And then the Bible says, two angels said, you men, of you men of Galilee, close your mouth. I'm just joking. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> Praise God. No, I would be like that. Amen. Amen? <laughs> but but, but, um, but the, uh, 500, he said, go down. Amen. And to the, he said, go in the, in the upper room and wait for me. Wait for the promise of the Father. Amen. 120. Say, okay, we are going. Three of you said, uh, it's been how many? Ten days now. Jesus said he's coming. I got things to do. I got business to take care of. Amen. You know how we are sometimes. It's prime meeting. It's Wednesday evening, six o'clock. We know we're supposed to be there, but I, I got stuff to do. I, you know, God, God understands. 
God, I got good intention. God, listen to me. A pastor said to me a long time ago, he said, Emmanuel, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Man, that stayed with me. Paved. So, 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 120 in the upper room. He has you and I on mind, but this is his method. He's going to release the power, the Holy Spirit, to start the church. So this is what he did. Amen. On the day of Pentecost, can you go back to, uh, I think it's um, Acts chapter 2 verse 1. So Pentecost is here. Now hear, hear me now. What God chose to do was to bring, as he said, he said he's going to start with Abraham. Didn't he say that? He's going to start with Abraham. Abraham is a Jew. Amen. He's going to start with Abraham. Well, the way he decided to start was to ensure that all the Jews came, converged in Jerusalem. And all the Jews converged on the day of Pentecost. Josephus, uh, a secular historian, Josephus is not a Christian. He's just a secular historian. He said, when, during, the, uh, during the feast of Pentecost, when all the Jews from all over the world converged on Jerusalem, the population swelled to three million. And God said, that's where I'm going to start the fire. To bless humanity. Are you with me? Are you getting what I'm saying? So, day of Pentecost, the Jews came from, I have, I, I have an exhibit. I have, can you, let me show you where all the Jews came from. Because what God is trying to, he's trying, he's going to ensure that as the Jews who left Jerusalem come back, amen, and they get on fire, when they leave, they'll bring the fire with them wherever they left, amen, wherever they came from. So the Jews came, the Bible says the Jews came from Pontus. Now, this is Jerusalem right here. Uh-huh. And you see where all the Jews are coming from. Some of the Jews came from Rome. Some came from Asia, Phrygia, uh, um, um, Cyrene, Libya. Some Jews came from Egypt. Let's say, can you say Africa? Some Jews, Egypt is in Africa, you know that. Oh, praise God. So came from Egypt, some came from Judea, some came from Arabia, and they all converged in Jerusalem for the day of Pentecost to celebrate. And the Holy God, Jesus said, yeah, glory be to God. That's when I'm going to start the fire. And the Bible says, can you go to verse 6 of that text? Verse 6 of that text. When the Holy Spirit came, uh-huh, and he was poured in 120, they all began to speak in tongues. All began to do what? Speak in tongues. Amen? Now, now, now when this was noised abroad, uh, when noised noise abroad, and what the Bible is saying, when folk begin to say, man, there are 120 people, amen, in an upper room, they're all speaking in all type of languages. I know they didn't go to, I know they didn't go to school to learn these languages. Amen? You know how folk are. Now, I know Ralph. I know Ralph didn't go anywhere. He didn't go to any university. How come Ralph is able to speak? That type of language. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, so, so every man heard them speaking. So all the Jews heard them speaking in their own language. So what happened was God used, God is such a wonderful God. Because God wanted to touch the world. Amen. And spread Christianity throughout the world. He gave these men an ability to speak in a different language. Having not learned that language before. You know why God did that? Because he had every ethnic grouping on mind. He had all races on, on his heart. He wanted all races to go to heaven. Amen? 
And so that's why God did that. The Bible says the people from uh, um, Pamphylia, the people from Siren, from Rome saying, how comes I'm hearing these people speak my language and I know they are not from where I came from. And what the disciples were speaking, the Bible said, they were speaking the mighty works of God. How comes I'm from Arabia and I'm an Arab and I'm hearing these men, uneducated men, amen, from, uh, from uh, Jerusalem speaking proper English? It's because God had you and I on mind. Amen. God has a plan for the entire human race saints. So when I stand here, I look at these flags. I, I, I said, you know, I, I said, I'm going to keep them here for a little while and uh, try to find out which country they represent. Maybe I can say a prayer too. Amen. And for the people, the believers in particular who live in these respective countries. There was another instance again, brothers and sisters, that God interrupted. I want to show you it's always been God's heart. For the entire world to be saved, there was a, a there was a, 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 um, a in Samaria. I'm looking for a word. Oh, hallelujah! There was a a, a, a revival. A revival break forth in Samaria. That's Acts chapter 8. And while people are getting saved and the Spirit of God is moving, God told Philip, I need you to leave Samaria. And the reason why God told him I want you to leave Samaria is because he said there is an, an African eunuch who, serve, who serves Candace. He came to Jerusalem because he's a, he's, um, he's a proselyte. He came to worship. He's about to go back. I need you to go intercept his path. Get him saved because he's reading the old. He does not know Jesus Christ. He knows about God, the God of the Old Testament. He doesn't have the right concept of God. You know, sometimes we are like that. We don't have the right concept of God. There was a powerful preacher in the Bible called Apollos. Apollos, he could preach God. He could preach an Old Testament. He could preach a good Old Testament sermon, but he didn't, he didn't know anything about the New Testament. And so the Bible said Priscilla and Aquila took him aside. I thank God for men like that because he was humble enough to let a woman teach him. Priscilla and Aquila took him on a side and taught him the right way. Then he understood. Mm -hmm. And this man, I believe, he's the exploiting it for God, we'll only know when we go to heaven. Amen. So, so, so he, the eunuch is on his way back to Africa. Mm -hmm. He's reading the Old Testament. He's reading from Isaiah. He doesn't understand. Mm. And so God told Philip, because I have Africa on mind. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. I have all nations on my heart. I need you to lead the revival. Isn't that something? How many of you would say, God, I don't think that's the Lord speaking. People are getting saved. Blind eyes are being opened. The dumb speaking. People are being raised. God, that cannot be God. That cannot be God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Oh, yes, that is God because there is a soul, amen, that's on God's heart. Mm -hmm. Anybody can stand up and walk if they, learn, if they learn to build their faith in God. You don't need a man to come out from out of town and lay hands on you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Every time Jesus healed, he said, it's according to your faith. So you build your faith and take your healing. Listen, hear me. I'm going to share something with you. If you wait for somebody to lay hands and give you the healing, sometimes you lose it. I have seen it. Listen to me. I have seen it. I have seen people receive things and they lose it. But when you 
grow and take it, no devil can, can grab it from you. I'm sharing. <laughs> oh, I've seen people heal at crusades. Amen. Heal and run. And they couldn't run. They couldn't run. They couldn't walk. God healed, left and went home and shouting. Next day, they're back in the wheelchair. What happened? Are you getting what, are you getting what I'm saying? Say? The guy who was downtown, he left, went uh, to his home country. Amen. Now you, you, you have to go, you have to go travel where he is. What he lives, what he lives in Tim, Timbuktu. So what happened? I think uh, it's, it's in Acts chapter 8. I want to show you what God did. God is such a wonderful God. Acts chapter 8. Is it in Acts chapter 8 when God told Philip to leave and go to Gaza where, where all that fighting, you see where all that fighting is taking place where now? Where Israel is fighting uh, um, uh, with um, Hamas. Uh, Gaza, right there, that's where it happened. It's amazing. It, it, this thing is beautiful. Uh, uh, you got it? Acts chapter 8 towards the bottom, somewhere towards the bottom. I forgot the text. Oh, hallelujah. You got it? I think it's, it's coming. Where, 31? 38? Acts 838. Yeah. And, and so, so this, is where, this is what happened. So Philip went to, um, to Gaza, the strip. Can, can you go where it says Gaza? Verse 37 or 36? 26. Can you go to verse 26? Verse 26 quickly. I, I, I'm doing this because I want to show you that God has every ethnic grouping on heart. I've heard people say, well, God forget this nation. God forgot this nation. No, God has not forgotten anybody. Amen. So verse 26 says, and the angel of the Lord spoke to Philip and said, arise and go toward the south unto the way that went down from Jerusalem unto where? Which is what? Back then it was desert. It's been developed now, but that's where all that happened. Oh, well, the fighting is taking place now. The, he was leaving, he was leaving Jerusalem, going back to Ethiopia. And God said, he's right in the Gaza Strip. Uh-huh, can you go to verse 26, 27 quickly. Verse 27. He says, and he arose and went. No questions asked. He didn't say, God, there's a revival going on. I'm being used. I said, the power of God. He said, yes, Lord. I will leave. And behold, the man of what? Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority. Can somebody say he's a heavy hitter? Amen. Yeah, God is going after the heavy hitters, amen? Because they have what? Influence. Yeah, you know, you know that's what heavy hitters do. They come, they are managers, supervisors. By the time you leave, the entire office is saved. Uh, <laughs> glory be to God, amen? So God, God, God knows what he's doing, amen? So he... You know, and a eunuch of what? Great authority on the Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. The man was serving Candace, who had the charge of all her what? Brother was rich. God knows what he's doing. Influential and has money to support the gospel. Some of you are not saying amen. God is a smart God, amen? <laughs> and had come to Jerusalem for what? Because he's a proselyte. He's a Gentile convert Jew. They always come to Jerusalem. You know, how many of you know there is no need to go to Jerusalem anymore? Uh, come on, somebody. You don't need to go to Jerusalem. You can accept Christ wherever you are. Oh, hallelujah. Are you thankful? Aren't you thankful for that? 
Think of, think of having to fly to Jerusalem to get saved. Oh no. Thank God for the New Testament. The Bible says you have a better covenant. That's based on better promises. I'm moving quickly. So, so verse, verse, uh, can you jump over to verse 36? So Philip met him on Gaza. Amen. At the Gaza Strip. And Philip met him and he was riding his chariot. And he's reading from the book of Isaiah. Uh-huh. And Philip stepped up close. The Holy Ghost said to Philip, go near to the chariot. So Philip went and Philip heard him speaking. And Philip asked, hey, hey, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, no, how could I understand except somebody explain to me? He has the Old Testament veil over his eyes. He doesn't know about the New Testament saints. He knows about the Old Testament. But this man is a, he's an influential man. And Jesus has him on heart to get saved. Because God is interested in all races. Amen. And God, in, God interrupted a revival so somebody can get saved. And as they went on, so he told Philip, come on, come with me on the chariot. You're walking, I got a chariot. You're sweating, I got some water. <laughs> Just come in here. So, and, and they went on their way. And while it, Philip was explaining to him, they came across uh, a pool of water. Just a pool. Look, we do not know if it's clean water or dirty water. But this man was ripe. Are you with me? He ran when he to accept Christ. He told Philip, hey, what are we doing? There is water. I can get baptized. Yeah. Right here. He said, here is water. What doth hinder me from being baptized? Look, man, look. Hey, he said, I believe Jesus is Lord. I've been reading about that Jesus. I needed to know him. You just explained. Amen. And you spoke about the importance of baptism. Hey, what's preventing me from being baptized? Can you go to verse 37? Oh, glory be to God. Father, can you send us some of these people this week? Amen. Can you send us some of these people this week? Hallelujah. So, and Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Can you give God praise? He said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Hallelujah. Verse 38, verse 38. Glory be to God. Quickly, verse 38. I got one more exhibit. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. This man is riding on a chariot. He has men. Amen. He's in the carriage where it's nice and cool. And he has men on horses pulling the chariot. And he said, hello, can you please stop? They stopped. Uh-huh. And he and Philip went down to the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. Yes. Philip baptized him. Yes. See what happened. Verse 39 is my verse. Verse 39 says, yes. And when they will come out, so he baptized him. They are coming out of the water. Amen. And as they came out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught Philip. Yes. That the eunuch, the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. So as they both came out of the water, and the eunuch is rejoicing, thank you, Jesus. He closed his eyes. God just snatched Philip. He just disappeared. Disappeared, and he found himself in a place called Azotus. Azotus is, is, a, Philipp, is, a, is, a, is a Philistine country. Philistine. So God said, okay, the Africans are, the Africans are taken care of. Now I need to go to the Philistines. 
He didn't take him back to Jerusalem. I get what I'm saying. Because he's God. He's a God who has every ethnic grouping on his heart. He wants everybody saved. So he said, Philip, the Africans are all right. Let's go to the Philistines now. Yes, they fought against Goliath. Are you getting me? But even if David fought Goliath, God always wanted the nation of Gath to be saved. The reason why there was so much fighting is because Israel failed God. But they are going to be very instrumental in the great revival that's coming. When the church is raptured. Can you say raptured? Look, there is a day, look hear me. There is a day coming you don't want to miss. I have been asking how can I go to FAMU and FSU so I could start ministering and telling the students that they have a soul that's rented from God. The soul you have is not yours. I get what I'm saying. You are renting a soul from God. And one day you're going to be responsible to give an account for that soul. Yeah, you may think that you're large and in charge. But the Bible says one day every knee. With all your pomp and power. With all your, you making your decision. Yeah, you forgot you're breathing free oxygen. Somebody needs to remind you. Amen. All God has to do is say, okay, five minutes, no oxygen. Let me see how powerful you are. Let me see how powerful. I can make my decisions. Yes. Five minutes, no oxygen. Let me see you. You know, sometimes uh, these things are so small, we take them for granted. You know, we just, we take it, we take it in every day. <sighs> like it'll always be there. Man, when you begin to realize these things, you become so thankful. So thankful. So what? Thankful. Mm -hmm. So thankful for what God has done. There was one person who did not agree with God. Who had issue with God who, brought, who, was, who, who was bringing humanity together. You know God is the God of the melting pot of humanity. There was one person who said father. And the person didn't say father. One person who said you know. I'm a segregationist. And I want to remain like that. Let us see how God dealt with that person. Is that okay? Quickly? It's in the Bible, you know. Let's, let's go back. Let me, uh, because of time, I'm going to paraphrase. Is that okay? You, you'll go back and read the story. Moses is mm -hmm, on his way. God, God, God called Moses from Midian. You know, the Midianites, uh, they had a priest called Jethro. Jethro had a daughter called Zipporah. So Moses married Zipporah. Praise God. <laughs> uh, and, and Zipporah came from she and her father they came from uh, um, Rebecca uh, um, Isaac who had two wives he had he had um, is he Abraham sorry Abraham Abraham had two wives he had Sarah and Keturah you remember that you remember that Abraham had two wives he had Sarah Sarah died but when the power of God came on Abraham Abraham said I need another wife Remember, he got, he got Keturah. They had a son called Midian. And so that's where the Midianites came from. Amen. They are all Semites, but not Hebrews. It's a lot of history. You'll read that when you go home. <laughs> but, but hear me carefully, saints. God told Moses to circumcise your two sons. Because you're going back to Jerusalem. The Jews have a sign, circumcision. And Zipporah said, no way. You're not circumcising my two young boys. That is harsh. 
And God told Moses, I need you to circumcise these two guys. God is not talking to Zipporah. He's talking to Moses. Because Moses knows better. Amen. Moses should have said his wife, this is of God. I heard from God and I'm going to do it. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Sometimes, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes, you know, there has to be a discussion. Okay. And Moses should be able to tell him, you know, Zipporah, you know, God told me to do that. Come on, Zip. You know, come on, Zip. I'll take you out to the movies. Can you? <laughs> Amen. Let's do what God says to do because every time you do that, you are safe. She said, no way. So, but she accompanied him. She, she, she accompanied him down to Egypt. Because he's going to Egypt, going down to Egypt to free the slaves. Amen. So God got mad. God said, the Bible says in Exodus chapter 4, God came to kill Moses. Because he's been talking to Moses about circumcising his son. Hear me, hear me, brother and sister. I'm, I'm, I'm about to make a point because the point is very important. Moses was so weak because God had studied death in him. He could not even circumcise his sons. Zipporah had to circumcise them. And when Zipporah circumcised them, she was so mad, she took the foreskin and threw, threw it at him. She is the first recorded female baseball pitcher. <laughs> she threw the force and she left she went back home she went back home and made her father Moses went right along amen to uh, to uh to Egypt now Moses she went home Moses met another wife her name is the Bible didn't call her name but he called the Ethiopian woman Numbers chapter 12. Can you go to Numbers chapter 12 verse 1? So Moses himself, Moses said, okay, she went home with her father. Praise God, I got two sons. They came back later, but nothing is said about they coming back together. Amen. Some, some, some commentators suppose that she must have died. That's okay. Amen. You can speculate. Once you do not say it's biblically accurate, I'm all right. Is that okay? So the Bible says now, Miriam, Moses' sister, is mad that Moses believes in the melting pot. Mm -hmm. She doesn't like the Ethiopian human because she's black. Yeah. Are you with me? God is a God of the melting pot of all humanity. We said he loves all races. The Bible says, for God so loved the world. Every ethnic grouping in the world, he loves it. Mm -hmm. Can you say amen? amen? But not Miriam. She has her own agenda. And so she and Aaron started speaking against Moses because of whom? The Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian what? woman. She was a black. Miriam said, I don't want a black woman as part of the family. When Moses married Miriam, God said, yeah. God said, I like the mix. <laughs> and Miriam said, oh, no, no, not in the family. And she took Aaron, she took Aaron, Moses' elder brother. And they began to talk about, talk down about him. And notice what God did. God, God called a meeting instantaneously. God called what? Instant. God did not wait on that fester because that is of demonic mm -hmm, proportion. So God said, no, 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 I'm not going to let that spread in the camp. Because I love all humans. 
any race can marry in a race. Are you with me? No, I know what the world is talking. Look, I know about the struggles. I know about what. I know. Listen, hear me. I'm talking Bible. Are you with me? We have to understand what's happening in the world and understand, look at the world from what? From God's perspective. We understand that there is a devil out there and what he's doing? He's pushing segregation and he's pushing hate. Are you with me? But not so with God. We saw in Revelation that every human race possible stood before God. You cannot fight it. It's going to happen because God said so. God told you what's going to happen in the future and it will happen because God's word is good. So whether or not you fight it, that's up to you. I tell you, God is right. If I agree with you, we both will be wrong. God called a meeting and God said to her, why didn't you, why weren't you afraid to talk about my servant Moses? Is it because you are his elder sister? You think you can talk against him? Don't you know that he has a calling on his life? Don't you know that I speak to him face to face? As with a man, as a man speaks to his friend. I don't speak to Moses in riddles and dreams and visions. I speak to him face. Didn't you, at least, couldn't you give that some reverence? And the Bible said that God called the meeting Moses, Miriam, and Aaron. They're both there. And the Bible said God was so mad. When he left, he left. When he left, they looked at Miriam. She was just white with leprosy. I have a message for some of you racists out there. You hear me? I have a message for you. If you are racist, you are fighting God and hell will be your portion. Let me get you. Let me. You might miss the rapture. Let me. You'll miss the first flight. Stay here and get it right. Especially if you are in church. Shame on you. You see, when you read the Bible, your perspective is different. You understand what's happening in the world, and you don't get caught up. Anybody here wants to go to heaven? Well, you can't go to heaven on your own terms. You got to agree with God. It is his heaven. It's his world. And he's always right. And, and, and you know, there are, few people, there are few people out there who have issues with race. I understand that. But if you're a Christian, you should not. Because God has no issues with race. He's the melting pot of all humanity. And I'm saying all humanity because there's a melting pot. There's a melting pot in Tallahassee. So, amen. So he's the melting pot of all humanity. He brings all races together. And he loves it. Amen. He's a God of variety. Can you say God of variety? Amen. Because variety is the spice of life. Hear me. You want to ensure that you're on God's side. Those people you see practicing racism, walk away from them. Even if you have been, even if you, you, even if you've experienced it, hear me. Even if you've experienced it, you better ask God to give you the strength to forgive and move on. Right. I'm just sharing with you, sense. Are you? Anybody wants to go to heaven? You, look, in the end, in the end, you know, I found out who I, I know who I have to stand before. In the end, James, I know who I have to stand before. I'm not standing before any president of the United States. I won't stand before any member of Congress. I'm going to stand before God. 
on my knees and I want to hear one thing well done thou good and faithful servant that's what I'm interested in you can be part of any group and do whatever you want to but I'm telling you God is the God who loves every ethnic grouping every race we saw it in heaven God told you about the end and that's what I'm saying that God told you it's going to happen believe it How many of you would agree, well, we, we just need to start coming together. Yes. yes, just start coming and keep your heart strengthened. Yes. Mm -hmm. Keep your heart what's strengthened. Be ready. Know what's happening out there. This, what's happening out there is all influenced by the devil. All influenced. The devil is the one who's coming against us. Look, the devil is not interested in you. He doesn't love you. He just wants us to do his bidding. He wants us to carry and perpetrate his hate that's all he wants to do that's all he wants to do amen sorry about the shouting <laughs> i just feel the presence of god all over me hallelujah isn't god a wonderful god sense interested in every ethnic grouping that is why we're having culture sunday because the world needs to know that there is a god who created every culture Think, I think of how so bland that would be. Just, just every day your own rice and peas and chicken, rice and peas and chicken, rice and peas and chicken. Every day, every day. You know, why not get some spicy Indian food? Some what? Some, some taco? <laughs> yeah. Well, what about some rum cake? You know, well, what about some curried chicken? Some brown stew chicken? You get what I'm saying? What about some curried, some curried goat? What about some good old colored greens? Hallelujah! You know, you know, back, you know, back, let me tell you, back in the island, you know, my wife knows we don't have colored greens. We have kalaloo. They call it kalaloo. But when I got the taste of colored greens, I said, I'm, I'm home. I am home. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes sir I said where was that all the time God is a good God for bringing me 6,000 miles just to taste that colored green I tell you let me, I taste that the first <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> the truth be told I, when I came here in 1983 I was 1993 thank you 1993 I was, at, I was at Ole Miss University. Many of you do not know. I went to Ole Miss for, two, for a year and a half. And a family, they usually come and they adopt students. And they adopted me. And it was a holiday. So yeah, that was the It was Thanksgiving. And they said, Emmanuel, when you, do you want to come home and enjoy Thanksgiving? I said, I don't know what in my mind. I do not know what, I do not know what Thanksgiving is, but it sounds good. I said, yes, ma'am, I'm coming. <laughs> Pastor Webb, I went a 15 course meal on the table a, a student hungry and poor I got a smile <laughs> and everybody went down the table but when I tasted the colored greens I, I, I said ma'am can I get a small bowl to go home please 
<laughs> Isn't God a wonderful God? <laughs> I, I was used to eating a lot of fish. You see, back home we eat a lot of fish. Chicken, chicken is a delicacy. It's not like here. Chicken is a delicacy, yeah. Yeah, just a lot of, just fish, 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 lobster, 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 fish, fish, fish. Yeah. Anyhow. I'm so sorry. I had to tell it myself a bit. But God is such a good God. And God brought all that together so we can enjoy it. Amen. We can enjoy one another. What we have to do is embrace each other's differences and use it as a strength. Amen. Embrace each other's differences and let's grow together. Can you give the Lord a hand of praise? Father, we thank you. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496. 